0: Yeah, I think traditionally, Moon Knight begins with him being bitten by a radioactive mummy. So they're really taking some risks with this property.
1: I thought you said you weren't familiar with the character. (laughs) The mummy was bitten by a radioactive moon. Yeah. Around the podcast that's so wizard. I'm thinking about making that our catchphrase going forward. I'm tired, tired of coming up with all this stuff. Listeners, let us know what you think about that. Anyway, I'm Joey, and with me is Royce. Hello, podcast. Robin. Hello. And Dr. Lorelei. Hello. Do you all know what it's like to work for someone and never get validation like you work there for years and years and no one ever says or very rarely says hey great job you
2: nailed it way to go
1: do you all know that feeling
2: that's pretty much every job i've ever had
1: (laughs) (laughs) have we all been there yeah listeners do you know what i'm talking about i'm sure some of you do well sometimes that's what podcasting kind of feels like so if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and let us know what you think about how we're doing, let us know what a great job we're doing, or you can even reach out to us on social media, just search Krypton to Alderon on all socials, and you'll be able to find us, and we'd really appreciate it. Seriously, it would help everyone involved, listeners, hosts, all around. So that's that. What's going on, everybody? How are you all doing, friends? We're doing fabulous!
0: <laughs>
1: awesome. Why? because we're podcasting with our four best friends. That's why... (laughs) <laughs> this is a, a very energetic vibe going on this episode, and I really love it I, I forgot where I heard it, but anytime someone
0: says like, hey, how are you doing today? You're not supposed to say like good or okay You got to like one up it a little bit So we're turning it up to 11 today on the show But what else? What do you got going on? What's going on? Uh, so I wish I could say that I was binging or watching something cool But I, I think other people will have other things that contribute to that But what I've been into is I'm working on a new Star Wars song for my YouTube channel, and I got the song done, but right now I'm just working on cutting a video together. And it's about something I've never really made a song about before, so I'm watching Star Wars clips that I've also never used before. I tend to use, like, the same for films and the same four scenes from those films over and over again. And uh, (laughs) it's fun to rewatch Star Wars, especially like frame by frame to sync it up with punk rock music. Highly recommend
1: (laughs) if you ever get the chance. (laughs) What's this song? What's something Star Wars-y that Royce hasn't done a song about? Porks, Minox, everybody, let's guess. Bothans. Ooh, yeah. Many Bothans (laughs) died would be a really
0: good like folk song. That's a good one. Yeah. You're welcome. Not a lot of video content that I could sync with that, though. Mainly one scene. (laughs) 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 That's a lot of what hinges on it. If I'm going to do a song, like, it has to have video content. So I've been scrubbing through for this one particular theme lately. And sometimes Mm. that's tough. Like the Bad Batch, that was an entire season that I shrunk down to like two minutes. So anyway, I've been working on that all weekend. And that's why I'm pumped up, because I've been listening to the same up-tempo song on repeat for the last
1: week straight. Nice. We look forward to its release. Thanks. Robin, what do you got going
2: on? So I finally started playing The Last of Us Part 2, which Mm. was one of my Christmas gifts from Royce. But I hesitated a little bit because when he gave it to me, he said, I hope you can play it. And if you can't, I'll buy you a different one. And I didn't know what he was talking about. And on the front, it says now playable in English. So... (laughs)
0: I got her like a bootleg copy somehow.
2: (laughs) Uh, So I opened it and there's two discs instead of one. And the first one is a data disc that it copies onto your PS4. And then the second is the gameplay disc that lets you play it.
0: It's like an out of, it's not the um, North American region version Mm, of the game. It's
2: the PAL (laughs) region or format, but it works. So that's good. So I was playing that for the past two hours, three hours. It's very good.
1: Yeah, very good. Very good. Big fan of the first one.
2: Very big fan of the first one. The first one was very, very hard and stressful. And so far, this is not quite as stressful and significantly less hard. But I have a feeling it's probably going to change.
1: So we might be able to have some in-depth conversations on Krypton to Alderaan when the show premieres.
0: Is there going to be a Last of Us TV show?
1: Yeah, HBO. I had no idea. Yeah, I think it got pushed to next year, or maybe it was always next year. Anyway, there's going to be a show. I don't know. I need to get back into The Last of Us. I have the first one and played it a little bit and never finished it. So something I need to pick back up.
2: It's very good. It's very challenging, but I felt incredibly accomplished when I finally finished it. So I I think you will too, if you get back into it.
1: Time to play more video games, right, Lorelei?
2: That's what I've (laughs) always said. (laughs) Put
1: Put down that hammer and pick up that controller. Yeah. What do you got going on?
3: Nothing. I have nothing. Turn
1: it up to 11,
3: Lorelei. I have nothing.
1: <laughs> you have your wine show. I don't know. Oh, you get so right. much, we okay, consume you're right. so much you're right, content. You're right, right, right.
3: Okay, so this show I got turned on to from my friend Teresa who was scrolling deep through Hulu trying to find something to watch. And it's a show that is on, I think it's supposed to be on NBC, but it only made it like a few episodes and did so badly that they just moved it over to Hulu for the rest of the first season. But it's so good and so bad at the same time, which we all know I love. So, (laughs) yeah, it's about this Latino family that comes to the States uh, from Mexico They start by picking grapes and they, like, get into the wine business. So it's, like, about the family. Lots of drama. There's murder. There's sex. There's intrigue. You know, everything you could want from, like, a telenovela, but set in Sonoma County. So if you're looking for a new trashy TV show with a touch of class and race tension, I highly suggest it. I think we definitely saw the commercials for that. I think we get that commercial a
0: lot. Yeah.
3: I had never seen a commercial. I did not know it existed, so I wasn't, like, shocked when it went straight to streaming. But we also don't watch, we don't have, like, real TV. So I think it didn't quite capture its target audience, but it's okay. <laughs> it's still great. It's captured I would watch now. It. It's <laughs> captured now. It's me and Teresa. <laughs> We're the target audience. We might be the only people who watch it.
1: And it's canceled, maybe, probably. And
3: it's prob- it has not yet been renewed for a second season and it has already finished the, sec- the first season, so I think it's probably kaput.
0: Man, that's my least favorite thing about TV shows, especially, like, terrible ones. Like, regardless yeah. of the genre, when you're like, this is just so bad, but I love it. And, I know. And then it's just, like, a one-off season, you know? that and You never see the conclusion.
3: Yeah, so I hope they don't leave it on a cliffhanger, mm. but they might, because it was only 10 episodes, so by the time they finished filming, they might not have known that it was gonna tank. <laughs>
1: It's such a surprise. No, <laughs> I, I, I haven't watched an ounce of it. So I have You
3: watched like half an episode last night. Or there was half an episode where you didn't have your headphones on doing something else. <laughs> oh, because so.
1: my computer died. Yeah. Yeah, womp, womp, womp. Womp, Do they go into detail about the wine?
3: Um, no, but they, the wine is really just like, you could replace wine, the wine industry with any big industry in the U.S. and the story would still hold. But they often will like place like... There was a scene in the episode I watched last night where the dad of the family is, like, trying to make this really hard decision. He's sitting there with a glass of wine with, like, a bunch of beakers and, like, a titration setup and, like, a bunch of, like, random lab equipment. Like, he would actually be doing that as the owner of, like, a giant <laughs> winery. Um, and there's a lot of, like, the workers go on strike the week before harvest and, oh, my God. It's just, like, really fun. Yeah. The wine is not that important, but it makes it just no one- a fun little. I don't think anyone's been killed with wine yet, but oh, I people. It seems like a poison the there wine. There was a, ba- a skeleton I discovered the <laughs> in the vineyard. It was a whole big thing. Uh, Who is
1: it? I think there was an episode. Was it an episode of Monk where they hide the body in the wine barrel oh, yeah. and people are drinking the wine the whole yep. time? <laughs> Yucky. Gross.
3: that Yucky. hasn't happened yet.
1: Monk did it. What is Joey into? I am super duper into our flag means death. We're almost through it. I love it. It's funny and fun and heartwarming and just a really great show. And I'm loving it. And also, you know, a little while ago, I posed the question to listeners on social media, like what they would like to have us talk about. And someone mentioned that maybe we could talk about DC more since it is part of our name. And that gets a little bit difficult because I'm not really a big fan of the movies. But... It's a little late, but I want to say I'm a huge, huge fan of the Harley Quinn TV show on HBO. It's an adult animated show, but it's really great and really fun and funny. If you like that kind of stuff, if you're a DC fan, go watch it. It's great. And that's what we've been into. Royce, roll that transition music. Can do. Speaking of DC, let's talk about Moon Knight. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't come at me. I know it's a joke, okay? Let's just go around and say how we're liking it so far. So by the time we're recording this, we're two episodes in. I don't know about you all, but I have no like previous history with the character. I've seen Moon Knight, the character, in some animated stuff, but I never read any comic books or anything like that with that character in them. So what do we think? How are we liking the show? So (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any experience with the
0: character either. And I think that's probably the best part about it. Instead of being like, that's not Luke Skywalker. I'm like, Moon Knight can be anybody. (laughs) That's not my Moon Knight. (laughs) Yeah, he can be anybody. And he is, in fact, several people. So it's really, you can't go wrong. I know we're only two episodes in and there's going to be like six, but it's pretty awesome so far. I'm having a hard time finding a thing to complain about. And I think a lot of that may just be because I'm not familiar with it, but it's a fun ride nonetheless. So I'm giving it two thumbs up thus far.
2: Two moons up.
1: Two, two full moons. moons. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> what do you think, Robin? I love it. Nice.
2: I love Oscar Isaac and I love Egyptian, like ancient Egyptian stuff. I think it's super cool. Little bit creepy, but I think the show is doing a really good job so far. This is probably one of the only... Marvel TV shows I've ever watched and been like, "Damn, it's only 6 episodes. I hope they make a second season." So.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, the pilot ended and I was like upset that the episode had ended. And that to me <laughs> was very telling. I was like,
3: "Oh, I wish there was more right now." Yeah. What do you think, Lorelai? So far so good. I did not know it was a Marvel show
1: until right now. Until very <laughs> recently.
3: <laughs> Maybe not right now, but very recently because I also have no experience with the characters. So I guess I'm not like totally hooked yet, I would say. I would give it like one and three quarters thumbs, maybe.
1: Mm, One and three quarters moon. Moon. Waxing or waning? Ooh.
3: I mean, I like it. It's like fun. There's interesting, different interesting elements. There's still a lot of mystery. Like we don't know the full story yet, but we are getting to know the characters in a fun way, which is good. I'm just not totally... Yet I guess, but there's four episodes to go. There's not been like the Baby Yoda moment, Mm. but maybe it's coming.
1: I love that as a review (laughs) tag.
3: Doesn't have Baby Yoda.
1: The Baby Yoda moment. Well, we'll have to try to figure out what that could possibly be. No, you can't. It's (laughs) hard. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. Like it's interesting getting to know the characters, and that there are more than one characters in one character's body. That's incredible. I'm really, really enjoying it as well. I love, like, the weirdness. Talk about it so much, probably uh, too much, but I love, like, the comic bookiness that we're getting into now. It's, It's very phase four, and it's weird, and it's dark, and there's horror elements. I love all of that. How do we think we've watched all of the shows now up to this point? So we've had WandaVision, we've had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we've had Loki, and we've had Hawkeye, right?
3: Wow, that's so many.
1: Is that it? I think that's (laughs) it. It sounds about right. I think that's all of them. How do we think the pilot of this, the pilot of Moon Knight, compares to the other pilots? I'm asking because there was a lot of communication about this, and I think it's great. So, Mm. what do you think?
3: I don't remember any of the pilots being bad. Like, I think several of us didn't really love WandaVision, but... With one exception? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
3: (laughs) But I don't, I don't, like, honestly, I think the pilot of WandaVision was, like, really intriguing, but then they just dragged out the unknown for so long that it was, it got old, I don't remember any of them being particularly bad, but this did have a very good pilot.
1: I mean, it just feels to me more memorable, more fun. Like like I said, it ended and I immediately wanted more. Yeah. Do either of you have opinions on this matter? Not specifically comparing it to the other openers, because
0: I would agree with Lorelai. I think all of the premiere episodes or whatever you want to call it, like the first episode has always been pretty good, I think, as far as I remember. And I would even give WandaVision that same credit Yeah, it's the first episode. You're like, what's going on? And I think that's like what Moon Knight has really going for it. You don't know what's going on, but neither does the main guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess that's kind of WandaVision too. But you're seeing everything through the Moon Knight characters. Who am I? Where am I? What's going on? Like the main character has no clue what is happening or the consequence of the things that they're involved with. And we get to figure out with them. And that's one of my favorite styles of storytelling. You're along
1: the journey with them. What am I stealing your points? What's the face for? <clears throat> the face is for that you're describing WandaVision.
3: <sighs> I don't think so, because Wanda knew what she was doing the whole time. She didn't,
1: though. She was. She didn't. Oh, we're gonna this rehash it.
3: This isn't a WandaVision <laughs> podcast. It's about something else. In my
1: personal opinion, it seems very similar to WandaVision. Robin, what do you think of this pilot?
2: I agree with Royce and Lorelai that. All of the pilots have been good. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Marvel, I think, knows what they're doing as far as, like, making a good premiere episode at the very least and getting people hooked. I would put it, if I had to rank, I would put it kind of tied with Loki because that was my other favorite pilot episode, I think. I don't think the other ones were quite as good, but they were all still very, very good. But I think Moon Knight is up there with Loki.
1: Yeah, and maybe it is just, like, the level of intrigue and the sort of relief of the burden of not knowing too much about the world or the character. Like if this were a Star Wars, like we're going to talk about Obi-Wan in a couple of months or a month. And we're going to be like, this is all I know about what's going on in this episode. But we don't have that with this. So there's that kind of burden off our shoulders where we could maybe just like sit back as casual fans and enjoy. You can things.
0: truly <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah, you, you're you just on the ride and you don't know where yeah. it's going to go.
1: I cannot believe... Mostly in Royce, they were talking about the pilot of a show starring Oscar Isaac. So I'm just going to say it that, in my opinion, that's one hell of a pilot. <laughs> Is that that Finn in Force
0: Awakens? Is yeah. that, that one. We're all
3: shaking our heads, <laughs> <laughs> listeners.
1: <laughs> so good. It's such a good. That's a good joke. Anyone looking out there? Anyone out there looking for a comedy writer? I'm right here writing comedy for free. So. You missed the boat
2: on that meme That would have
1: been a good good Twitter meme Two weeks ago
2: Everyone knows that the yeah. sign of a good joke Is that no one but the person telling it <laughs>, laughs at
1: it Don't let this fool you listeners Robin and Royce edited out the laughter And put it after <laughs> what she just said So it's all just a scheme No one wants me to be funny No one wants me to be the funny one. Lorla, you brought up a good point about not necessarily understanding. Even if you watch it, if you don't know it's part of the MCU, there's nothing to indicate that. Is there truly nothing that ties it yet? Not that I have seen. There's not like I an
0: Oscorp
1: building in the background or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oscorp hasn't been in the MCU, Royce. I actually don't know if that's true. But the, I don't. I haven't seen anything. So the questions there are does it feel like it fits within the MCU and subsequently should it like we're evolving the storytelling and we need to start telling new stories and branching away. So I'm curious if that, I I don't know, like, does that affect things? Do we're watching this comic book Marvel show? Do, does it need to connect to make it something?
3: I don't know. I mean, the fact that they're like getting us hooked or trying to get us hooked without connecting it is an interesting strategy because thus far the way they've gotten everybody hooked is by connecting it to the larger universe. Right. You know,
1: the way they introduced Spider-Man was to bring him into an MCU. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The story so far, I think it doesn't even need to be like a superhero thing. It could just be like a weird, like super spy. Like, oh, yeah, the CIA invented some weird technology to like implant different Spy brains, you know, like I think there it doesn't need to be connected to like that mythology in any way for it to be good, believable, or good, right? It also is like a little bit Bruce Banner hulky, yeah, yeah.
1: I hadn't really considered that, but yeah, to the extent that there's like two personalities, yeah, living in so it, I but. guess
3: I'm curious how they're gonna bring that in without it just being like that,
1: yeah. I think that that's a really good mechanism to not have this feel like a Phase 1 property or a Phase 1 part of the property. Some of the more recent things have felt very Phase 1. I love Eternals, but there's a little bit of it that feels like very Phase 1, like maybe part of it should have come out before. But with this, I think there's something very like subverting that in a meta way where, like, the main character doesn't know that he's also a superhero. So he's being introduced to the superhero at the same time we are. It's a very smart way to get out of that phase one origin story alley.
3: But they're still doing it because he needs an origin story.
1: Yeah, but it's a good way to sort of skip some steps and make it entertaining.
0: Yeah, I think traditionally, Moon Knight begins with him being bitten by a radioactive mummy. So... (laughs) They're really taking some risks with this Mummies. property.
1: I thought you said you weren't familiar with the character. <laughs> oh, my God. The mummy was bitten by a radioactive moon. Yeah, I was
0: going to go with that, but
1: yeah. So what do you two think? Do you, does, it, does it have any consequence, any bearing on your enjoyment that like it's part of the MCU but is not obviously tied to it?
0: I really don't mind. I think it's the story seems to be good, and that's really all that matters. But it's funny, again, comparing it to Star Wars, where we would 100% criticize like Obi-Wan or some other Star Wars series if we were like, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. It doesn't even have John Williams doing the music or what, like some (laughs) dumb thing that doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's just a show. And the Marvel shows kind of all have their own vibe. And so do the movies, because it's like unfair the Star Wars box or the Marvel box exactly Exactly. it doesn't have to fit into anything it just needs Mm -hmm. to be a good show which I think it's been so far I like Lorelai's earlier point of like I don't know if I'm a Moon Knight stan quite yet but like I'm still interested to see more Like, maybe by the end of the season, we'll all be like, yeah, we're super Moon Knight fans. And then going forward, maybe you'll have expectations of how they're supposed to do a Moon Knight story or something, if they ever, like, reboot it or whatever. It's just so fresh and and new that there's no baggage to judge it by. It's, like, the perfect
1: scenario. Yeah. What do you think, Robin?
2: I mean, I'm more prone to like it because it is a Marvel entity that usually has me automatically liking it unless they severely mess something up. I will not name names. I think can see it eventually tying into something. Like, it's weird enough that I wouldn't be surprised if...
0: Oh, Iron Man better show up in season two.
2: No, but I wouldn't (laughs) be surprised if, like, someone like Doctor Strange, who deals with the weird and unusual, Mm. gets tied in at some point somehow, whether it's in a movie or in the show or however they do it.
1: Yeah, for sure they're going to fold this into, like, the greater MCU and he'll show up in future Avengers movies or or something like that. It's the first property since probably phase one that's existing on its own. Obviously, all the other shows we've seen have been tied to or about main Avengers, main MCU characters. This one's the first one where it's starting new. It's very important. Like we're all saying, it doesn't have a broader impact on our enjoyment of it. Really, Robin saying like, It's part of the MCU, which gives it like a a leg up. But being on its own, I think it's really interesting because we're in phase four now. We're like, how long has it been? 13 years into the MCU at this point? They have to start telling new stories. They have to start figuring out how to tell new stories. Not everything can be tied back. You know, I love the new Spider-Man movies. I understand why they did this. But one of the issues I have with them are that they rely on... Tony Stark or Doctor Strange they had those characters in there as maybe a little bit of a crutch for the movie and it's something I like about the end of No Way Home where we're like getting away from that but with Moon Knight they're not relying on that anymore they kind of said let's just make this take this super strange character from way out there and make him his own thing and we don't have to introduce Doctor Strange in the first episode to give it that MCU crutch Robin, you said you really like Oscar Isaac, and I was very happy to hear that. I love him. I think he's great. I like him in everything I've seen, and I think he's doing an amazing job in this role. I think he's taking this character, and he's being Steven. He's playing multiple characters, I think, amazingly, and he's being Steven, and Steven feels like such a different character than Mark, but than any Oscar Isaac I've ever seen. Oh, I should have mentioned this up front. Hey, I was just on a live stream talking about Black Widow with the Galaxy of Queers podcast. It's great. Go look them up on YouTube and watch the live stream. But one of the hosts was saying she's British and she was saying that Stephen's a- accent is horrible, which maybe, and it's funny, but he's such a different character and he's almost like, younger in some way. I don't know. The way he speaks and the way his mannerisms and it's just incredible. I think Oscar Isaac's doing an incredible job at this, playing two people. What do you all think? Do you, have you, have we seen Oscar Isaac in anything other than Star Wars and also... Apocalypse. What do you
3: think he's doing? Uh, oh, that right.
1: does count. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, why would you do that? That's
0: obviously <laughs> the, the height of his career.
3: I don't even know what we're talking about. I assume it was bad. It, we can great. leave it at that. Don't come so at us. It wasn't bad, great. it's
0: good. No. False. It might be right up Lorelei's alley in that sense.
3: Oh, well, it actually might. <laughs> I'll be watching that later. A,
1: is it a third bad third X-Men movie or is it a second bad third X-Men movie? Either way, it's up there. <laughs> what do we think? How do we think? What do we think? Is he convincing us that he's two people? Is he doing a good job? What do we think of his acting?
3: I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think he's doing the like dual character thing super well. We haven't seen a ton of Mark. He's mostly just been Steven. It's also sort of like Clark Kenty in that he's like such a dweeb and so awkward, but I find it a little bit more believable since he's actually like being possessed when he's his like his other self he's not just like pretending to be a dweeb to get by in society the character is just funny he is like kind of immature and it's because he has like all these other issues like he's like yeah I could never have a girlfriend because I sleepwalk for days at a time but it's also like he hasn't tried to address it at all he's just like oh I'm gonna put some sand around my bed which obviously works it doesn't work um he so chains himself up you know it. it's like you you it's not working and he knows it, You know, he hasn't, like, figured out anything, which is, like, kind of lovably stupid. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think he's doing a really good job. It's a very different... I mean, I've only ever seen him in Star Wars, which is, like, that character is probably more on, like, the Mark side versus the Steven side. So it's kind of fun to see him in a role that's not... Like, I'm a superhero saving the day.
1: Yeah. Maybe give him some range. But you know what? Steven also has a bit of an unhealthy view of the world. Is he doesn't want to bring a girl home because she will see his like handcuffs on the bedpost. But people out there dig that. <laughs> like, just got to find the right one, Steven. Don't give up. <laughs> no, I think the, yes, he's very quirky and funny and lovable, like a lovable goofball or a lovable idiot or a, something like that. But I also think that this Steven specifically brings something to this show that I kind of really love when it happens, which is especially pointing back to the pilot. There's a lot of funny moments in the show. There's a lot of comic relief, but then there's the reality of how this comedy of errors is affecting the main character. Like when he's sitting waiting for his date to show up, But he was supposed to be there Friday and it's Sunday and he doesn't know because he's missing time. The devastation, like the way that that burden affects him in that scene makes me feel bad for finding the events up to then funny. And I think that that's an incredible, an incredible acting moment. And just like the, I don't know, the ability to do that, have us laughing up until that point and then be like, oh, shit, this is really having an incredible burden on this character. And he, like, is a vegan and eats a steak. I mean, there's just so much, I think, that he's doing really well with that. What do you two think? I believe him. I don't think the accent's weird. I believe that Stephen like,
0: is a person. And in those moments when he's, like, really confused as to what's going on, I will not say that they're, like, relatable, but I, like, I buy into it that I'm like, oh, man, that's, like, what an awful... To have to explain to somebody else, like, oh, I wasn't... I'm calling you because it's Friday, and no, it's Sunday, and, like, imagining having to be in his shoes in that moment seems to be kind of what you're alluding to, It's like, I feel the anxiety along with him while he's acting. I, I don't know if that's dialogue or if it's like direction or his acting or what that is, but like I'm drawn into those scenes and it's super powerful. And the fact that that's like the whole show, like I feel for him while he's doing it. Like I truly believe he's crazy. And It's very sad because you're like, I want his life to work out, obviously. You know, when you're like watching the show and you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen next. And it's going to be like, they're going to trip down the stairs or whatever. And then they trip and you're like, ah, darn, if only like you could yell to the person on screen and let them know, don't go down that alley. (laughs) Don't go down
1: that alley. It might trip on some stairs. What do you think, Robin?
2: So I will say that the more I watch it, the worse I think the accent is. But I literally thought... (laughs) Now
1: that we pointed it out, it's going to be...
2: But I also thought, like, but I'm not British, so, like, what do I know if it's actually bad? So it's funny that you're saying someone confirmed it's actually bad. It's just a little bit off, I feel like. But other than that, I think he's doing a really great job. I think the characters are very believable, even the horrible accent. I mean, maybe the horrible accent is all part of it. We'll find out. Well, if
0: he's crazy and he's not supposed to actually be Steven, you know?
2: Yeah.
3: If he's, like, just Mark... And
0: he made up a personality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is something I wanted to talk about because we've talked about it on the show before. As much as I love this show, I love the suit. I think he's got an awesome suit. And I love all like the visual effects. There's a lot of CGI. And we've talked about before, like maybe that taking away. The CGI suit isn't as bad as say like Green Lantern. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we don't talk about DC. CGI in the suit. I'm worried. I think he looks cool. It's a cool design, obviously, and everything. But was that jarring? Did that take away? I'm worried that there's going to be some kind of big CGI battle at the end. That's really my fear at this point.
3: Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't jarring to me at all. I didn't notice. Like, obviously, it's CGI, but I wasn't like, oh, that's bad CGI. I don't know. Not How even would when you do his that? little
1: suit tentacles are coming around him? No, it's great. I love it.
3: <laughs> no, I didn't notice. But Do also, you like the suit?
1: I'm... Do you think it's a cool suit? They don't
3: pay as much
2: attention
1: to suits. As <sighs> what do you but do today? Do you like the suit? Anyway.
2: I think the suit is super cool. The CGI on that doesn't bother me. The CGI on the Jackals and Khonshu mm. and even, spoiler alert, when he made like the crack in the pavers or whatever. Why can't I remember his name? The guy with the cane. He made like the The, the purple. Yeah, the purple crack or whatever he was making. Like all of that kind of bothers me because it looks a little bit like Kanju is a giant Disneyland cartoon character (laughs) standing (laughs) over him. It makes him a little bit less scary when they get really close because it just looks like a super done up like video game. If that was a video yeah. game, it would be super cool.
1: Do you have any thoughts,
0: feelings? Dude, I have not noticed the CGI stuff once. And, uh, like, it's interesting. You're like, we're putting it on the Marvel pedestal. It automatically gets plus, like, 10 points. you think we would do that with, like, Star Wars properties, but we, like, do the opposite. We're like, we're going to start it low, and it better be way better than mine. <laughs> like, I- I'm feeling really generous with this series so far. I... I haven't been off put by any of the CGI and maybe that's because the story is like making up for that. It doesn't have to be like Transformers where it like looks crazy, but there is no story. I didn't mind that purple stuff. I do think it's funny that he battles like creatures and then they don't show the creatures because they're not there in the real world or whatever. That is funny to me because that feels a little bit like we'll save some money if he just kind of dances around the set and we don't (laughs) actually have to CGI him in. We can just show a couple of shots. I think that's a funny device that can work both ways for the story, but also the budget. I don't think yeah. any of it looks bad. The suit is fine, and I haven't noticed it looking weird when he transforms into it. I would love to be able to remember this in my neurological paths if I could get back to this thought process for the future, like, i.e. our conversation about the Inquisitor, Grand Inquisitor. Like, <laughs> It doesn't matter like what the visual yeah, is, yeah. you know?
1: I haven't thought it necessarily looks bad, but you can definitely tell. And there's just a lot there going on. But how about when Stephen, when Mark's wife, I can't remember her name and I'm so sorry, but she's Le- Layla? she keeps saying, put on the suit. Layla. She keeps saying like, put on the suit. uh, Summon the suit. Summon the suit. Love which is it. The new, the phase four way of saying suit up, Steve Rogers, get with it. And then he's like wearing a white, fancy suit. (laughs) Like, he completely misunderstood the assignment. (laughs) I love that. I love that part. I love that suit. I love both suits. The end.
3: (laughs) I like that there's... It wasn't... He got to make the suit what he wanted it to be. Yeah, it's very dynamic, like, per It wasn't just the suit that he summoned. It was he summoned a, like... You know what I mean? That scene,
1: that moment in the show, I thought was obviously very funny and fun, but also makes me long for, like, the reconciliation between Mark and Stephen towards the end of this series. They're two entirely different entities existing in the same body, two different suits, but they're going to have to come together to, like, right now Stephen is facing the, like, what's worse, the monster within or the monster outside type thing, and, like, Stephen and Mark are going to have to come together and fight the fight together. And I love that. That whole idea was said very well in that scene, I think, where he summons that fancy suit and then beats up the jack. Okay, surprise question time. Listeners, we'd love to hear your answers to this. So reach out, search for us at Krypton to Alderon on all socials or pew us an email at alderon at gmail.com. This is a very good question. And I would love to know everyone's answers who are listening, including my three co-hosts. If you were a sidekick in a superhero world, who would you want to be the sidekick to? Mm. What superhero? I've got one. Okay.
3: Natasha Romanoff. Nice. Because I'm subject to recency bias and we just (laughs) watched that movie last night. But she's a badass and she doesn't have superpowers. So like, you know, how inspiring is that? And like presumably if I'm her sidekick, I would also be really badass. So that would be cool. Instead of just being like tagging along. <laughs> sidekicks get a bad rap. I know. For just tagging well, along. Has there ever been like a really good sidekick? Yes. Yes, there has been really no. good
1: sidekicks. Uh Wally West.
3: I thought he was
1: the Flash. Well, he becomes the Flash. So he's
3: not really a sidekick. But he then. was a
1: sidekick to begin with. You know what DC does really well? DC does really well sidekicks. I think Marvel... Are there any? Sometimes, sometimes have sidekicks, but DC in comic book form made great sidekicks and then had them evolve and become these more legacy characters, evolve into superheroes in their own right. That's something DC comic books do really well. Listen, I've watched Titans. I've tried to watch Titans. I can't watch Titans. So I don't know. If you love Titans, pew pew me an email and let me know why. But you two got answers
2: yet <laughs> I would probably say Spider-Man just because he's one of my favorite Marvel characters and I like that he seems less serious and fun to hang out with like I'd have a beer with Spider-Man I don't know if I <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'd want to have a beer with like Tony Stark because I feel like that would get really annoying which
0: Spider-Man? Oh, don't answer this. I actually don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really don't. You don't want to know,
1: Royce. I was like, I Who? already know. It's it's the one with the best hair. You
2: can make an argument for all of them.
1: Would you have spider powers at this point? Would you how would it? how would it work? Would a version of Spider-Man be training you how to be a spider? Would you spider have web person?
0: cartridges or do you would you produce your own web
2: Ew. yucky? Yeah. No, I think I would have to have my own power. Because otherwise, how do you? You could
0: also be a gal in the chair.
2: No, that's not not really the same thing as getting out there.
0: That's a sidekick, though. <laughs>
2: nah, that's it's not, not as Robin's cool.
0: It's Robin's kind of sidekick. Yeah, Robin I wants powers get out there and kicks some ass. Yeah, fair enough. I do like nice. your train of thought that you you think you could have a beer with Spider Man. Although I feel like you'd probably just be building Legos, but that's probably equally as good. Maybe Legos and beer. I love the train of thought though, because my rationale for Peter Quill is that he's got great taste in music.
3: Oh, yeah. I think that's fair.
0: And you're like, let's fly around the galaxy and listen (laughs) to some good oldies. That sounds great. I think that could be okay. I don't really like flying, so I'm not sure I would like being in a spaceship. But I also feel like there's less pressure there. Like, he seems like you really wouldn't be held to a high standard, so it would be a pretty easy gig, you know? They're always getting into trouble, and everyone just kind of does what they want to do. So it wouldn't be like working for Tony Stark and
1: letting him down constantly, (laughs) you know? There's something there. There's something more telling about what Royce has picked. Maybe it's that Royce has a lot going on in his life, and he just wants like a vacation with hanging out with Peter Quill among the stars, listening to tunes. Yeah. What if we were just the guardians of nothing? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Joey, whose uh, sidekick would you be? Superman. Oh, uh, I mean, well, yeah,
1: yeah, easy peasy, one and done. I just love the guy. Superman is perfect, and he was raised by a group of people who raised him to be the Earth's greatest hero and protector, even though he's the world's most powerful, universe's most powerful being. And there's something extremely special about that. And to be his sidekick and to learn from him what he learned from Monpa Pa Kent about being perfect, being nice, being helpful, being loving humanity and loving the Earth is what I would want.
0: Okay, listeners, let us know what sidekick you would be to what superhero. I don't want to just know what superhero. We got to know what your powers would be because your power, you know, like it could be used for good or evil. Let us know on all socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. Or you could pew, pew, pew us an email, krypton2alderon at gmail.com. Thank you for listening
1: to the show. I have been Royce.
2: I've been Robin. I've been Lorelai.
1: And I've been Conshu.
2: And we've been Krypton. Krypton.